0: Thinking about other stuff right now. How about you guys? <laughs> What's the what do they call that? Multitasking? Multi-thinking? I'm talking to you about something, but I'm thinking about something else. That's my excuse. When ego trains ego. Well, when the self-centeredness, the the feeling that we have that we are somebody that we need to promote, we are somebody that we need to protect. We are somebody that needs to get somewhere, be somebody, make something of yourself, get a job, you know, those kind of things. Contribute to the community. Mm -hmm. And all the various kinds of propaganda that are both social and individual that are promoted, hyped, uh, chatted about. And when those kinds of dynamics come in, it's not that there isn't something true or correct or even helpful to that. But quite often, we take something like that on as our own idea without inspecting it at all. And we begin to put something into action. We go to college. We don't question too much anyway what we're being taught. We just perhaps think, well, what do I know? I'm just a, a student. But everything should be questioned. Everything should be looked at. Everything that I say here, if you're if you're a student of mine, if you want to be a student of this teaching, then. Take nothing for granted, everything needs to be questioned. I'm not talking about uh, some kind of argument particularly, but really look at what it's saying. See how everything uh, shows up for you. It's very subtle and every person, because of the causes and conditions that arise as any living being, very different. What you went through in your childhood and who you are. You, you can see maybe all of your siblings, if you have them, got pretty much the same treatment, yet they're totally different people. So some of that conditioning stuff kind of goes out the window. Most of what we uh, we are, we're actually born with these situations. They come from other places. You could call them other lives. You could call it down the block. But when the confusion is trying to train the confusion, when the confusion itself has been fluffed up, emboldened, uh, crystallized, hardened, given a, a little helmet, An authority stake, if I have one of those here, which could mean any number of things. Could be your credential, could be your doctorate, could be your position at where you work as a supervisor, could be being a parent over little people and having the assumption that what you know somehow needs to be poured into them, your beliefs, your ideas, your preconceptions and so on. So when that happens, it, it just causes more circles. I'm not saying that some of what we do isn't helpful, and certainly if our intention is to help others or and be of service to others and be fundamentally cooperative and, and communicate and cooperate, and if that's even even the ego mind or the self-centered mind, still can do good. There's no there's no question about that. So we're not trying to get throw everything out and say you should just be this. Mindless, enlightened robot. So uh, we can I can uh, a- answer questions, or res- I should say, respond to questions uh, about this material. But uh, the next thing I want to say is rather than go round and around about when ego trains ego, or when ego tries to get rid of ego, or see through ego, it's circular. And ego or self-centeredness or are, are the hope and fear men- uh, mentality of the seventh consciousness. To use the uh, the Yogi description of the mind, the eight consciousnesses, the five sense fields, the thinking mind, which is the sixth, and the seventh or that part of the mind that thinks there's a self and thinks there's something, the paranoid part of the mind. And then there's the eighth consciousness or the storehouse where everything is hiding out, waiting to be triggered and drop down into your frontal lobe. So this is why meditation practice... uh, I guess you'd, the best word to use is works. It actually works to, uh, I don't know if you'd call it override, but open up the whole dynamic of me, me, me and my stuff, me and my success, me and my failure, me and my, how I'm right and they're wrong, and all of that stuff that comes up for all of us all the time. Quite often it's very, uh, quite often it's very childish, some of the things we have to deal with, and we want to hide out from those. But sitting down, facing the wall, Buddhist or not, for sort of following this 2,500 year tradition as a student, or not, I think it helps to do that because there's so many ways uh, that that whole structure of teaching and study and practice uh, is helpful. Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. And on the other hand, just to sit down, anyone, just sit down, hold still, and watch what the mind does. I like to say, watch what moves. Because if you hold everything as still as you can get it, including the mind, you'll find you really can't hold the mind still. You can, and this, this gets into the ego training ego part, you can do uh, a mantra, and there's different ways of working with, uh, with that uh, voice, with mantra or with uh, any kind of form like that. Quite often, the trap that happens there is we start doing a mantra and we immediately start looking for results. So we're actually going against what the mantra is about in the... In the first place, we're actually going to do something and see if it's helping. And uh, when we see if it's helping, that's our confused, ego-centered, self-centered understanding. So we're looking at results based on uh, the culture of ego, the culture of a self, the culture of someone who can win, who can lose, self-centeredness. That's why it seems to be necessary that if you're going to do a practice outside of just sitting down, sitting still, which also needs a fair amount of help from others, in particular uh, a teacher, sit down, hold still and watch. Everyone who's doing that will come, will have a different kind of experience, experiences, none of them being right, none of them being wrong, none of them being neutral. It's just if you do it, then whatever you need to see in your personal dynamic of self-centeredness or confusion or self-deception. Self-deception is really hard to see. That's why they call it self-deception. You, you, can't, you kind of have an idea you're doing that and someone else, possibly your mate, can kind of go, so uh, you seem to be fooling yourself there. If uh, They aren't likely to say that though unless you as their mate are really open to that. And you're possibly even asking, how am I doing here? How, how, what would you give me some feedback? So when we hold still, and watch what continues to move without chasing it down, without trying to stop it, and without turning away from it, then the wisdom mind starts to rise from the ashes, so to speak, like the phoenix we were talking about earlier. It starts to just rise out of this because the, the attention of the of the wisdom mind on this, which is what it is, without Accepting, rejecting, or turning away without without engaging with the three poisons. But just bear attention, just seeing this, it takes a long time to do this. You can't really do it in three weeks, three months, three years. I'm not saying it's impossible but unlikely to awaken. When we do that, then then we begin to see beyond the, the warfare mentality of ego, the The mentality of ego that is trying to accomplish something, trying to get somewhere, trying to be someone else, trying to be a better person. When someone says, I just really want to be a better person, there's nothing wrong with that motivation. It's just that, how are you going to do that? You're going to to be trained by the person that you're trying to get rid of. (laughs) I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing, yes I am, I'm laughing. (laughs) And it's so obvious what we're doing. If you sit down, just please do do this. You don't have to join this club. Nothing to join here. We don't even have a membership here. If you come, you're a member. If you leave, you're not a member. You do what you need to do. I trust you to do what you need to do with your life. If you want some help, I'm happy to help you if you really give me permission. If you don't, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't want to interfere with anyone's karma. Go ahead. When we're motivated by the idea of seeing through the ego? Yes. Is that going in circles? When you're motivated by the idea to see through the ego? No. No, that's not going in circles. It's what you do about that. What do you do about that? First thought, best thought. I'm not sure. What are you doing here? You're living in a monastery. You're sewing a robe to become a monk. So you're doing something. You're studying the, the way of the Buddha, but saying, I'm not sure means you're probably doing a pretty good job of it. Because I don't hear any credential mentality going on there at all. If you come here and live for 10 or 20 years and you're not sure, not such a bad situation to be in, not being sure. More. No further questions? back there, uh, Jake. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Would you say there's a difference between wanting to be a better person and wanting to reach your fullest potential? I
0: I think uh, wanting to reach your fullest potential uh, has uh, uh, has a use. I mean, uh, wanting to fully be who you are, be genuine, um, use your your uh, the abilities that you're born with and that you can develop. So I don't see anything particularly wrong with that. It's but there's uh, it's how you go about that. More? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not even going to say. I'm a chatterbox. I don't always got something to say about something. No, it's a good it's a good question, and I think it's something. But you know, rather than have me uh, fill in the blanks, I would say I would look at that and and be very tentative about the agenda and the goal orientation. There's nothing wrong with goals. Goals are are great. They're fine. But watch how those goals work in terms of the way you relate to them. So quite often, if a, if the goal becomes so important that we start to shut down on our world, and we're just it's like just you're just on a you see these ads for people on these bikes, the, and they're all competing with each other. So, not wrong, just circular. The interesting thing about sitting meditation, training the mind sit down, hold still, watch what moves, simply. Shikantaza, just precisely this. To sit down and do this, sit like this. I'm not saying you can't move your legs or you stretch your back a little bit. I'm not talking about a prison or a torture rack, but sit. Insofar as you can, hold very still. If you sit here for 12 minutes holding very still, then you need to move, move a little bit, then come back, sit for another 12 minutes or 15 minutes or three minutes. It seems that holding holding everything that you can hold still, uh, seems like doing that as a exercise, a practice, a discipline, whatever word you would like to use, uh, it takes time. You will begin to see the way the mind works to grasp some things, passion, reject other things, aggression, and actually turn away. This is the hardest one to see because the very nature of ignorance is to not know. So this is why, this is with a capital H and why, just trying to see if you're listening. This is why it is such a powerful uh, situation is because the, the uncovering of ignorance feels like more ignorance. That's how, that's why it's difficult because we're, ego mind looks for a credential. If it can't get a credential, it starts to a- analyze and, and, and judge, even little tiny judgments. Well, this isn't working. There must be something wrong. I must be doing meditation wrong. If you're sitting, I can tell you now, based on doing this for a long time, if, you're, if you sit down, put your hands in this uh, symmetrical posture, or this one if you don't care for this one. I think this is the best one because it's so unusual. It's not uh, uh, something we do casually. Hold very still. All those senses are open and just observe what is moving. If you, do, if you do that, if you just sit very still and just observe what is moving, you will see the very way in which you shut down. It takes, takes some time. And it may not show up in the way you thought it would show up. Like, well, I, if, I were, if I were more aware, if I were more clear, if I were more sane, if I were more, 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 I would be this way or that way. I can tell you what will happen based on my own experiences. You'll be who you are. You'll find out that you don't have to be anybody else. It's an astonishing discovery. And I don't mean fulfillment of, I just got to be me, man. You know, I just got to be me. I don't mean that. I mean, mean find out who you are that transcends the separation between this and that, that transcends this world, that transcends life and death. And I'm not here to thump on a Bible or something. I'm just saying it, it transcends it. That's why it's called a spiritual path, not a mundane path. That's why there's no gold stars. There's no graduation. Further questions are good. If
2: it doesn't show up, seeing the way we deceive ourselves doesn't show up in the way we thought it would, Yes. how do we recognize that we're seeing it?
0: You you don't have to worry about recognizing it. Because if you're doing that, actually wondering what it will look like, is actually a it's it's like it's like getting like going into the forest where there are all kinds of dark areas and trees and underbrush, and and just sitting down and wondering what it's going to be like. When I say, and I'm not the only one, but I say, get up, move into the forest. And what you how you do that? How you move into this area of consciousness that is usually we're shut off from is to sit down, hold still, and it's it's like uh, you breathe your way into it and you won't know what you're doing just like if you went in if you went got up right now and went into out into the, the north of town went into berry county where there's all kinds of woods and just walked back in the woods in the dark you wouldn't know what was going to happen or where you were at or what kind of things you were going to trip over or what you were going to run into but that's what it would be like to enter your own mind sitting right here and this kind of activity which is like a no activity Stretches the awareness in such a way that when you get up off the cushion in post meditation, or when you're not doing formal sitting meditation, you're much more aware of what's happening. I'm not saying you're going to suddenly turn into a better person. You might turn into a uh, a real uh, what do they call those Mm -hmm. shithead. That's right, shithead. You You might be a real difficult person. You might be really people might not like you because of what you say or do. But you're doing what you need to do in order to work on yourself and some of that may arise. So this is not about being a perfect person that's in control who so- slowly gets more and more controlled and more and more uh, some kind of ideal idealization of this. No, it's about really being genuine. more.
2: What keeps us going when we're not getting the
0: traditional uh, feedback of this is helpful. Uh, Bodhicitta, you can ask me what that is. This is what you, uh, what is happening with you uh, since you uh, received the vow to save all beings, to put others, others before yourself. This doesn't mean you give all your money away to people with cardboard signs. Give them a couple bucks. <laughs> but you, you've, you've actually changed your attitude, changed your relationship to the world and that you're not necessarily going to do what, what Jake was talking about there. I mean, it's not that he shouldn't do that. I'm not here saying people shouldn't should do what I say. But, you know, getting your highest potential, your highest potential from the point of view of this path is to save all beings. And what does save all beings mean? Be with all things. Start out with your own thoughts. Sit down, hold still, and stop objecting to the thoughts, stop agreeing with the thoughts. And stop shutting down on the thoughts. Just watch them. And this is called training the mind. Yes, Jake. Uh, uh, yeah, I to this the okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I was
2: agreeing with you.
1: Speechless. Oh, you're
0: agreeing. I'm good.
2: Yeah. Go
0: <laughs> Glad. Yes. Sheldon
2: in Union City has a question. I know him. He asks, what is being trained and what trains it?
0: Uh, what is being trained is the ego's mind, the self-centered mind, the grasping mind, the fighting that 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 invented person who is in danger or who needs to win or needs to make a lot of money, needs to not be uh, insulted by anybody and needs to not make any mistakes. Uh, that that one is uh, uh, the mind training that is taking place is for the wisdom mind to see that that is unreal. That's not real. It's not who you are. So that's what's being trained. The wisdom, the training is about not gaining something, some kind of skills and ideas. The, the, the training is about seeing through the, the battle of ego, the, the constant conflict, the con- as we talked about here last week, the conflicting, conflicting emotions and prim- primitive beliefs about the nature of reality. The two, what are they called? Two veils. Two veils. Primitive beliefs about the nature of reality, conflicting emotions. So we're training ourselves to see through that, to see through those veils. So we don't, because when we start to go through it, if we go through it with a self or with a belief in a self, we get snagged. We, we aren't, we're too lumpy. We can't fit through that opening, that Dharma gate. But we, we continue to try. We sit down on the cushion and continue to return to that Dharma gate. You know, find out, find out who you are. Yes. When you see that all
1: that negativity isn't real, how does it, you, you recently said, um, my negativity will be my companion. Yes. How does that same negativity then become something that is helpful?
0: Well, so I'll say it this way. A way that negativity that doesn't go away, like a, a temper or irritation, that just doesn't go away. It's always with you. If you, over time, if you see it, if you really see what it is, you see that it is illusory, that it is unreal and you also see that it keeps happening to you this is called non-duality advaita is a sanskrit word not two there's both the space it's not real and then there's the that's there and you you can use that uh, it's called uh, upaya or skillful means you can use that to help others because others are at the mercy of that crap and you're you're not you're you're at the you see it you have to experience it, it doesn't feel so good but when you see others Dealing with that, and they don't even know they're doing. They're going to war, thinking they're, they're validating. They really think that they have a case, and that people need to respect them or stop uh, disagreeing with them, or however the whatever the warfare they take. But you, you know, and it may go away. The idea of, of uh, tr- uh, the idea of uh, a realization is the the identity or who you are. You won't care whether it's there or not. If it's there, you'll. You'll be with that for the sake of all beings. You'll be with your own negativity. You'll be grateful to your own negativity. Go ahead.
1: grateful for what is that? What is gratefulness in that uh, case? You like it. <laughs>
0: it really sucks, but you like it anyway. Well, it does uh, several things. It, it helps you not get on some kind of a high horse about, uh, you know, you've been practicing for uh, years and years and you start to feel like a better and better higher more important more clear more Enlightened person not going to happen. It's disappointing The uh, path to awakening is uh, Not about entertainment. It's not about a gaining idea of getting something It's more about losing something losing your self-deception and losing your self-centered and your greed about yourself and it's not just money, but just intense greed about something so and a kind of insight that could arise that helps you see that you're fundamentally not different from anyone. Even the most, you have some pretty uh, horrid examples of human beings all over the place these days, especially with all the communication. You can see them everywhere. But most of the, as the Dalai Lama said, there's billions of people who are just trying to feed their families and uh, plow the field or paint the barn or program. Uh, things on the computer or whatever, and try to get, get by and have some passion, aggression, and ignorance going. But basically there's a sense of uh, community and cooperation going on most of the time with most people, but then there's a few people who are uh, insane, to use the word that seems to fit the most, just crazy, just just really confused about the whole thing and want to blame others and take it out on others and are willing to sacrifice everybody to what, get their way. So they can be king. And I'm not just talking about the obvious example. There's, those are all over the place. They're in job situations, family situations, all over. Questions are good if you have them. Yes, David?
1: Confusion, training confusion. How does that cause uh, just getting by?
0: You have to uh, paraphrase yourself. If
1: um, someone has no recognition of the path and they're just getting by, what is the impetus or the... the Confusion
0: that creates that. Well, I'm I'm not sure if I understand. I'm just talking about just an everyday person who doesn't doesn't study Buddhism or doesn't know about mind training or, or this at all, but just kind of spins uh, in circles.
1: Yes.
0: And so, what's the question?
1: What is it about tradition that we receive through education, parents, etc. That just okay? It so perpetuates. That so situation? basically,
0: uh, the classical way of saying is the eight worldly dharmas. Of uh, we actually, as a society, as a people, as human beings, generally, most of them, most of us, believe, actually think that it's true that uh, that uh, um, there is such a thing as success and failure. We're not saying something doesn't change, but to say to say that and say there's something as uh, uh, as good and evil, buy into the relative truth, and actually are willing to create, uh, you know. Go go look at some of these uh, the tanks and missiles and I mean that takes a lot of concretization of fear into a steel mill to be able to produce something on huge tracks with big guns, let alone build uh, atomic uh, weapons. It's it's just it's highly highly polished insanity, highly polished. It's just polished and and the presentation has you know pink ribbons on it and everything. Look at the uh, uh, Kim Jong-un, his parades with a huge, just, huh, you know, intense. And now our I hear our leader here uh, wants to have a big parade also. So I'm not here to, to go into the po- political part of it. I'm just saying that generally there's a spinning uh, kind of thing happening. Uh, in anybody that is living, it's just by a, they call it samsara or a corlo or the wheel that's spinning. Success, failure, success, failure, gain and loss, gain and loss, life and death, life and death, um, um, day and night, day and night, life and death, good and evil, all of the polarities are, we're at the mercy. The ego mind, who, if you feel like there's a solid self, is at the mercy of those. We're not saying it's wrong, someone who's living and doing that and doesn't doesn't uh, come and meditate, but I'm not saying that, saying they, they should do, I respect their them, uh, but to necessarily respect someone's uh, uh, insanity or some con- someone's confusion, you aren't going to be able to help someone unless you really first respect who they are and what they're dealing with, to go in with some kind of politics around it and try to change someone, uh, like quite often is the case. Uh, you well know, seems like a big energy sink. More about that? Yeah.
1: So when all that um, if someone is Training their mind, yes. all that polish, what happens to that? That's the, the polish you're talking about that's just
0: conditioning us. You know, someone just, uh, you know, not, not particularly promoting uh, 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 rebirth, but something like that is happening. We don't know exactly how that works. People like to promote this or that, but nobody has any proof of anything. And I think proof is uh, beside the point. It's important to believe and not neither believe nor disbelieve anything. If you really want to live in an open dimension, don't believe it, don't disbelieve it, and don't look away. And this includes Buddhism. Don't believe in Buddhism, don't believe in meditation, don't believe or disbelieve anything and still be embodied in this world. Powerful situation to be in because most people are operating out of this belief or this concept or this opinion or that cultural uh, wall of the mind you don't have to do that. You don't even have to be uh, walled in by Buddhism. If you really understand Buddhism, it, you, you'll see that it's not a wall, it's a raft. And once you get to the other side, to use the metaphor, the raft is at your fingertips if you need it. But if you, if you don't need it, then there's no raft. There isn't anything. Yes.
2: Uh, from Brett uh, out in Philadelphia, he asks, how do you recognize actual awareness from an ego that thinks it's aware. I'm not sure I've ever experienced actual awareness. So
0: I, I don't know, uh, Brett, how much uh, how much time you've been sitting, uh, but I would say uh, you can continue to ask me questions, of course, but if you, if you want to know what the answer to that question is, the first thing I would say, generally, I'd have to meet you face-to-face to know for sure. And even then, probably wouldn't know for sure. Uh, but a lot of sitting practice, a lot of sit down, hold still, and observe what's moving, and that in that way you will directly address those uh, inquiries that you have there in a, in a way that you will understand. You may not be able to explain it to someone else, but you will understand it yourself. Oh, we got all kinds of time.
2: <laughs> You're talking about how fear gets con- concrete in the form of maybe a tank or something. Yeah. Yes. It seems like there's a lot of propaganda that stirs up fear. Yeah. Maybe a commercial or an ad or something, yeah um, when we see those or when I see those fear seems to arise, and yes. it seems very like something I should do something about okay
0: that that wasn't fear you you just you abandoned the fear for something you should do, so you left the fear you you actually ignored the the fear if i may say so i mean I, I don't know you're asking me the question so i'm trying to respond in a way that i think maybe have helped you i don't know that for sure i could be wrong but it looks like you're you're jumping from the fear into uh what should i do about this what can be done what, what should i do should i join this or join that you may go on and on you may i could donate to the american civil liberty civil liberties union or i could you know some other kind of activity that would do a couple things. One, it probably would give some relative help to an organization. It's not a bad thing to do. I'm not against that at all. Uh, but it also would tend to 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 um, soften up the fear part because well, it's it's like uh, if you were, if the ego were to put it into words, uh, the feeling that it would be having the self-centeredness would well at least I'm doing something. That uh, at least I'm. Uh, go ahead.
2: How can I relate to the feeling of the fear that comes up?
0: Just look at it, and you will be. Uh, because it's training the mind, you will get more and more skilled, might be the word, at just looking at the fear. Very difficult, because we, we want to turn that into a program or a project or a strategy about how to deal with that. And there are all kinds of people out there. They're all over the, the internet. They're, they're all over the place. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't actually not do this and go do that. You need to decide that. That's why there's you know 15, 20 people here. This place is not... A huge auditorium. Most people are not interested in this message. There's only a few people that are. So I'm saying don't do anything. If you really need to, if you can just sit in the middle of your awareness and allow the negativity to come and go, almost like breathing, without making any kind of adding on to anything, without interpreting anything, without fluffing anything up, without pushing it down, and without shutting it off or distracting yourself or. You know, turning on the TV or whatever, maybe, and just look at the feeling. Just feel that fear. Most people that are feeling fear are immediately jumping out of it if they can. It might be so intense that they, you know, they, you know fear that they're about to be killed in the next three or four minutes or something. So that might be a little bit different, and more intense. But in the situation we're talking about there, uh, just just be with the fear. Let let the fear be there. Not, there's nothing to correct. You're just part of the apparent cause and effect, uh, uh, um, a relative world, a relative truth that's functioning. You're just dancing. You could say you're just dancing with the phenomenal world. Phenomenal world is moving this way, you move that way. Phenomenal world moves that way. It doesn't make you a wimp because in order to do that, it takes great courage to
1: do that. Yes, sir? Um, Would you say that, uh, make sure I word this right, uh, someone who's gone through an awakening perception of reality is... From their subconscious instead of their
0: conscious. I wouldn't use those words. I would say someone who is who is awakened or has realized the, who they are and what this whole thing is here that we're looking at. Uh, someone who's realized what this is uh, just won't be at war. They, they won't be anybody particularly special. They just won't be fighting with anything. This doesn't mean that they won't feel anger. That could happen. It doesn't mean that they won't feel fear. That could happen. <laughs> but it doesn't happen to a self. Much different to have fear with no one feeling it. Much different to have uh, anger with with no one feeling it because then it doesn't, there's the fixation isn't there. You have to have a self who is afraid or a self who is mad in order for their fixation to be there. In In order for that to be perpetuated as an agenda about you did that, I'm gonna take you out or whatever. You Go ahead.
1: Could that, uh, the, I mean, those negative emotions, could, could it be a positive emotion as a driving factor instead of a negative? Like what? I mean,
0: love? Maybe. Possibly. But that should be inspected also, because love is, uh, is kind of a, uh, it's very definite, but it's very vague, because no one agrees on what that is. From the point of view of these teachings, uh, love is not a feeling. Love is, uh, may have attendant feelings, or maybe really, really intense feelings, more like a longing could happen. But the actual love itself is just not separating yourself from anything. We are not separate from anything. Fundamentally, we're not separate from anything. So there's really nothing, anytime you fight with anything, you're fighting with your own heartbeat. Don't do it. And the only way you can listen to hear what I'm saying, don't do it, is to sit down and see over and over and over again the way you keep objecting to who you are, to yourself hearing your parent tapes or however you want to call it. I mean, you can. there's many ways of describing that. And I would say, awareness, awareness, awareness. If, it, if the awareness is really wide open, then whatever comes into that huge, enormous room uh, can be seen clearly because it's not like living in a broom closet. It's not like living with... I'm here, my laptop's there, and I think my cell phone is down there somewhere between the car seats. It's more like living in an open dimension. You could have a cell phone, you can have lots of things. Yes?
2: Brett has a follow-up question. Who? Brett, McGinnis from Philadelphia. Yeah, Brett, okay. He asks, is there a risk in thinking that you don't need the raft anymore, that is, abandoning discipline before you're actually ready?
0: Uh, I understand your question, uh, but I would say the most important thing uh, in that situation is probably to have not only uh, a sangha, in other words, a community, that you can work with, you can study with, that can help you see when you're um, kind of full of yourself. Uh, Being around other people who are training your minds, it's much more difficult to go into um, some kind of extended uh, craziness, but also to relate to someone that, uh, as a teacher, to to try to do this without a teacher, I'm not saying it can't be done, but it would be difficult because of self-deception is so powerful. We can convince ourselves. That occasionally, you'll meet someone who thinks they're enlightened, and you know you might might appreciate their style. They might be seem to be very knowledgeable or whatever, but maybe they are. I don't know. Haven't experienced that yet, so I don't know. Further questions? Yes, sir. Does awareness create intuition? Does it create?
1: Does it? Um
0: support intuition? Yes. I would say intuition, a Western word, of course, and awareness is a, you know, just the spaciousness, this, like the sky. It's not a thing. It's it's just a dynamic that has to do with uh, just uh, living beings altogether. But I would say the intuition part would be uh, a deep uh, part of the consciousness that tends to open up in a very deep way. And some people are born with really profound intuition. And other people have don't have much in that area at all. They they, they don't trust that area. It's too iffy. So they spend a lot of time just in their mind, just thinking and conceptualizing everything. But yes, I would say, if I understand your question uh, properly, I would say yes, that, that, that more awareness, uh, more the, the kind of the, you could say, the sister awareness would, would show up more of that kind of understanding that goes beyond the intellect, beyond the logic and deeply into something and somehow understands it in a in a deep and profound way.
1: David? How does uh, going to this senses affect um, ego training, ego?
0: <clears throat> I'm not sure I, I heard your question, but I'm not sure. You seem to be extremely confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. It's a joke. I'm joking. You're not confused. So, how does going through the senses? Okay, I'm sitting down. I'm I'm watching my breath come and go for a while, and then I'm then I'm watching, looking at the wall, and then pretty soon my knee aches. So I'm kind of watching that. And then I hear someone out in the kitchen rattling pots and pans, and I think, "What is that? <laughs> Don't they know better?"
1: <laughs> what does that do to, to break? to um to the to the delusion that that arises at the same time. What?
0: <laughs> Since you tell me what he said.
1: <laughs>
0: what did he say? Translate that. Okay now I'll go. I don't know. You don't know what he said. Okay. See, so I'm not alone. <laughs> so if
1: you're if you're um sitting and you go to your senses. Yes. And then something ego oriented arises. Yeah. What does uh, what happens when you go to your senses?
0: You just you, your you know your senses are yours. Your, your consciousness is embodied in a physical form, human being. So you have senses, and, and the senses are uh, you know even if there's not an object there, there's nothing to taste. So you can you can relate to the sense of taste, just like you can say if I say you smell smoke, you can immediately go to that sense and tell me whether there's the object of that olfactory sense called smoke you say no I don't do you, you know, it's that kind of a thing yeah I smoke, seem like I smell smoke or something so you can you can if you're sitting uh, here on a you know you're sitting here sitting at home in your own uh, meditation room or your bedroom or wherever you sit and you're holding still you're watching what you might you might have a whole uh, hour or two or something of uh, of just kind of daydreaming that's fine. Shikantaza meditation is not about getting a different kind of meditation. It's about really being who you are, meeting your mind right where it's at, which may be wild and crazy. It may be slowing down. It may be sleepy. It doesn't matter. It's the awareness that's important. It's not how clear you are or what a wonderful meditation you had. And so it's just part of the whole uh, uh Matrix, uh, the six sensibles, uh, the twelve, uh, the uh, uh, the eight consciousnesses—it's uh, just part of that whole thing. You just happen to be watching the breath come and go, or watching uh, something happen, or watching your your mind, uh, uh, some various thoughts about this, or that, planning uh, uh, something that you're going to do. So I'm not sure if I if I addressed. I
1: keep
0: sitting. <laughs> Sit a lot. That's good. Yes, Jake. Uh,
1: is it possible to, uh, to achieve an awakening
0: without first completely draining the ego? I think, I, think, uh, I think, and I feel, that awakening can happen spontaneously with some people without doing any training at all. I think it's possible. Um, you, could, you could actually just stop being crazy. It's unlikely. It's very unlikely. It seems to be necessary to say it the other way around, to sit down and actually be responsible for your craziness. Not, don't get, try to get rid, we don't want to try it, not that you're trying to, but we don't want to try to get rid of something we haven't examined. That's, that's like, I think there's something wrong in my stomach, it hurts, I'm gonna do an operation. Or I'm gonna get the doctor, cut me open, I, I think I have a, uh, a watermelon in my stomach. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm being silly, but I'm just saying, first find out, first witness, have the courage, have the, the um, uh, sincerity. Have the integrity to sit down and be genuine. See the crazy mind that comes and goes and comes and goes. And and make peace there. Get Make friends with yourself, as Trump which I used to say. Make friends with that. Make friends with who you are. You won't have any enemies anywhere because you're the enemy that you've been dealing with in your own mind, the conflict and the warfare and the not liking this, and now I'm feeling this way, and what's this all about, and I don't deserve this, and all those different you know, peregrinations that go around in the mind that, that are... Uh, innumerable, yes. Uh, how do you feel about extraterrestrial uh, life? I think they're all right. <laughs> I huh? I said
1: so. so you so you do believe in extraterrestrial life on I, I
0: don't really believe in anything or disbelieve anything, and I I, I mean I kind of believe. This is the example I often use, uh, Jake, is I believe our car is in the parking lot. That's because that's where we parked it, but I don't know that. You want to run out and check for me? <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is it's like a it's like a, a transcendental pragmatism. You're very very practical about everything. So I'm not going to shut out what are called e- extraterrestrials. Nor am I going to agree with something I've not looked at myself. I've never met one. I don't think. I had I had one experience when I was three or four that I think very likely could be an abduction. But I don't know that. I don't have proof of it. I'm not haunted by it. I don't really care that much about it. So, I mean, I, I, it's not a special kind of thing. Uh, whereas some people have had experiences that are, I mean, they, they just are tra- just uh, frightened the daylights out of them and have been in in therapy and everything for that kind of stuff. So whether that's real or not, that's the part that is the problem. Let's just work with it the way it shows up. In other words, rather than try to prove it's real or not real, it's, it's just a, it's a waste of... Uh, waste of, uh, what's it, a waste of good theater seats? Yes.
2: A question from Kwame from Muskegon. You say you haven't experienced enlightenment, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: going to come back and haunt me now.
2: What do you imagine it's like? That is, how was the Buddha different from the rest of us?
0: Hmm. He wasn't at war with anything. Everywhere he looked, he saw himself. And I might also say that enlightenment is not an experience. Here's an experience. This is a kind of experience. That's nice. There's an experience. Here's another experience. You remember how that sounds? Can you remember it? How many times did I strike this bell? Okay. I only saw two fingers go up here. Was it two? How about this one? How many times? Okay, the point I'm trying to make is all of that is gone. And immediately we, we can't hardly even remember what it was. So, experiences, the very nature of an experience is that it is impermanent. It comes and it's go, it goes. So, enlightenment is not an experience. It has experiential qualities to it. But when I say I haven't experienced enlightenment, uh, I'm just saying that, you know, if you have, well, let me hear it. Would be a good place to work. So if uh, enlightenment, so-called enlightenment occurs to you as it did to the Buddha or any, uh, any of the other uh, sages or teachers down through the centuries, uh, it may have experiential aspects to it, but fundamentally it's just realization. So it's like that. If uh, waking up in the morning is like is an experience, if you never go back to sleep again, is, is being awake still an experience of being awake? You think so, Sarah? I show your head shaking. <laughs> Rob? Higher enlightenment is justice on time. Huh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I better get my apples together. On time, justice. Huh? On time, justice. Who told you that? A grand Zen monk. A grand Zen monk? Yes. How, how old was he? <laughs> Did you know him?
1: No, no, I, I wish. I yeah. wish. His
0: language was beautiful, but um, Is I managed to come across him.
2: He only had 200 views,
1: huh. but he was... Um, you mean on YouTube? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. wow. We should be watching him then, maybe. He <laughs> was pretty interesting. What's his name? Um Master. Oh, was he's Chinese. Korean, Korean. Korean.
1: Um, Sing. Sing,
0: Grandmaster, Sing. Sing Song? Gin Song. Gin Song Sing. Oh, no. Gin
1: Song Sing. I think Kin Song Sing. I think that's right. Yeah. It was
0: from the Zen College. American Zen College. Oh.
1: But I found that pretty captivating, Justice. He kept All right. saying. Huh? He kept saying it over and over. Did he? But I don't think it's something that you can grasp unless you're yeah. feeling it.
0: Yeah. I'll think about that. Thank you. Any other Jake? Well have got time for one more. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was
1: going to say, uh, do you believe it's uh, possible to uh, have life without death?
0: Is it possible? Who told you there was death? The
1: entire world.
0: Oh, okay. what do you think? Is that true? Uh, I'll
1: find out. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need my help. <laughs> Get that down. Uh,
0: you know, I don't know, the, you know. Those kind of conjectures are interesting and they're good, you know, interesting to discuss and so on. But you know, I, I think it's necessary to bring as much awareness to anything that we're experiencing, whether it's our waking mind or our, or our dream, what's happening in dreams, what's happening in our interaction with others, how we feel about how others trigger things in, on us that we didn't think that we were having, that we think that that other person caused to us. It's a very interesting area to work with. This is why Sangha is so important. In our, in our tradition, in any Buddhist tradition, Sangha is important. So, thank you very much.
2: I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes that we have in the hallway.
0: Also, we do accept
2: donations through PayPal online. You may want to consider giving a monthly donation. We have several people who do that, and it's very helpful for our budget situation. Also, we have um, the ability to take debit and credit cards.
1: Made the merit of this kind of trade into all places so that we and every sense.